Hello, I am Dr. Jason Parker, and this is the Engaged and Athletic Leadership Podcast. This is the podcast designed to provide you with the tools and fuel you need to impact your world. Engaged leaders are intentional, and athletic leaders are skillful and trained to overcome any challenge. If that describes you or the leader you want to become, this podcast is for you. Welcome and enjoy the show. Well, hello and welcome to the Engaged and Athletic Podcast. I'm excited to bring you our guest today. You know, each week our goal is to bring you valuable content. However, we want to present it in the form of a leadership lesson, something you can take back and utilize in your particular area of influence. And this week is no different. This week we have David Jackson, the Executive Director of the Oklahoma Secondary School Activities Association. David, how are you today? I'm good, Jason. Hey, we thank you for joining us. And today our topic is difficult decision making. And we are all leaders in our own right. But when you talk about making decisions that affect an entire state or region, you get into some pretty weighty stuff. So we want to know from you, what are some general guiding principles that you employ when you're facing tough decisions? You know, I, I tell you the, the the best thing that that I think that I've been able to employ over my career is first coming to an understanding that I don't know everything, even though I'm I'm put in the leadership spot. So I try to gain as much information as I possibly can about whatever situation we find ourselves in, and and that that may mean. Uh, visiting with uh, other staff people in our office, uh, getting their perspective, uh, visiting with the people who are going to be impacted uh, by the decision that's that's being made, uh, doing everything I can to get a clear picture of exactly what we're dealing with, what the potential consequences are for the decision being made and 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 how it can best be uh, uh, designed to 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 help people uh, right. in our position so so that the, the first and best thing that I would that I would say is gathering as much information about the, the situation as I possibly can. And, and then uh, I, I tell you a lot of times, depending on the time frame that I have to make a decision, a lot of times if, if I settle on one way to go on, on that scenario, decide what, what I want to do, we'll always like to marinate in that for a little while again if the if the situation allows you know some time mm-hmm. I, I like to to kind of uh, sleep on that so to speak and right uh, be, because a lot of times you know we can we can make a decision that sounds great at the moment and then as you as you think about it um, uh, some more uh sometimes you have some thoughts that you didn't initially have. Right. So af- after gaining 
all the information I have and, and, and coming to a conclusion will always like to, 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 to kind of just kind of set and marinate in that for a while and, and, uh, and see if there's other thoughts or, uh, uh, just something that comes to mind that didn't, that I didn't have initially. Yeah. Or, or even hopefully the situation solves itself. I know that's happened before. <laughs> you know, you're absolutely <laughs> right. And in a lot of cases, uh, those situations do, uh, end up solving themselves and, and, uh, you know, that, that's always good, but, right. but, uh, more times than not, uh, after I have settled on something, uh, if I step back from it for a while, just kind of walk away and, and, uh, and just let it, just let it sit there for a while. I'll, I have changed my mind on some, on some scenarios, right. uh, having done that. Well, well, I, those are some good leadership takeaways. Cause I hear you, when I hear you say that, I hear you saying, uh, I go into decision-making with humility. First and foremost, I, I, I go into decision making with open mindedness. You know, I want to hear from others. Uh, I go into decision making with due diligence. I'm going to put the work in to learn all the facts and make sure there are as few blind spots as possible. And then I hear you saying when you go into decision making, you also uh, employ patience, you know, and, and those things are are really um characteristics at the end of the day you know that that not not everybody comes to situations with humility a lot of people think they they know it all before they they get into a situation and so or or not wanting to do put in the work to to maybe uncover some things that maybe you didn't know or maybe a different perspective or a different way of thinking and so that those things are huge you know jason and uh and as we talk this morning, those things are easy to say, but a lot of times hard to do. I, I have to consciously make myself do those yes. things because, you know, it's not in my nature to exactly to, to do those things to uh, a lot of times in the business that we're in, you're asked to make snap decisions. You're uh, mm -hmm. and 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 a lot of times you go or at least you're tempted to go with uh, that that natural tendency to to just respond immediately and i know i have to it's an exercise for me to yes to make myself hey slow down uh is this is this something that's life or death that has to be decided right now or, or can't right. be? because you know in our business and and you know this being a been an AD, uh, you get a call from a parent from instance, mm. and and the emotions are high, and yes. they they want to know something right now, and they want something right. fixed immediately. And uh, again, I don't know about you, but a lot of times it's my natural tendency to want to give that quick fix, right. And that's that's when I make the worst decisions. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And you're right. It's almost like a uh, this should be a leadership checklist uh, for decision making. Um, just slowing down and, and saying, hey, am I am I coming to this with humility? You know, because I go into a lot of situations and I'll, I'll go into a, a difficult meeting that I know it's going to be some much emotions running high. And a lot of times I'll just stop and pray and, and say, Lord, I don't have all the decision. I don't have all the answers, rather. Um, just guide me, you know, bless bless us to be on the same page. 
And and then we go into open mindedness, you know, like I said, being willing to see other people's viewpoints. And, and for me, one of the ones that I forget often is the due diligence, because when you get some some initial information, it's like, OK, well, well, let's go ahead and decide that. And then it's like the next day. Mm-hmm. Well, you didn't consider how it affected yeah. this group, you know, and yeah. so then, like you said, the patience is so important, too. So. I would, I, that, that's so good. That's something I might make into a, a checklist that I just stop and just say, Hey, are these, are these points covered? It, it, exactly. And, and I, we, we approach things a lot alike because I, I, I spend a lot of time in prayer and my job just trying to, I, I want God's wisdom in with, with the things because again, uh, I don't know everything, and right. and 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 some of those decisions, Jason. When when we've gone through that exercise and we make, uh, you know, we do the due diligence and we and we think about it. A lot of times, we still come to the conclusion that this is not going to make people happy. Exactly, and and I think uh, a final piece of. Uh, or maybe a a final checkpoint is being capable of making those tough decisions when you know it's not going to be popular, but based on the information that you've had and and doing the due diligence and and giving it some time, you still come to the conclusion that it's the best and it's the right. Yes. And resilience. Yes. I I, I would say resilience. And especially after you've heard all parties, um just being resilient because that's one of the worst things you can do after it's all said and done is obviously we want open-mindedness obviously um we have the ability uh we reserve the right to reverse course when when it looks correct but in majority of of decisions some resilience is necessary before uh the actual positive points can come forward you know it often takes time it often takes time for emotions to to calm down before people can start to see the benefits of that decision so if you're not resilient you don't even get to that exactly that 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 is so true and uh and uh again i'm sure you've had to do that in, in yeah. your role as AD, <laughs> and we certainly get to do that almost on a daily basis but uh uh i the the thing about uh, the, the the checklist as as you as you mentioned is we can come away if we feel like we've we've done all that we can and we've we've given something our due diligence we can make those tough decisions and still be able to sleep at night you know right the the well in in yeah in my experiences when when I've been unsettled about a decision is is undoubtedly I haven't done. I, I I end up later realizing that I didn't do enough to right to find out more about that scenario. Well, so often as leaders, people want us to make snap decisions. As you said earlier, it's a little bit different in this COVID nineteen situation because we're constantly having to postpone decisions, and now we're starting to see you know, some different groups, whether it be um, the Ivy League or the Big Ten start to make some decisions, some sports leagues, uh, some professional leagues start to make some decisions. But just talk about 
how this has been different. I don't know if it's been uh, analogous to, to any other situation in which the, the prevailing um, methodology is to push back decisions. Well, I, I tell you, what's, what's been so different about this is that information piece that we talked about changes so much yes you know yes from day to day i can i can go back to uh mid-march when we were first impacted by by COVID and had to make the decision you know the, the the very first big decision we have to make is canceling our basketball championship yes yes and and at that point the information we had was 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 pretty uh set on you don't need to expose people and right. and even though i would tell you that was a tough decision it really mm. wasn't we really didn't have much of a choice in, right in that scenario it it was a tough decision uh in that i hated to see students not being able to to participate in something they've worked so hard for uh that made it tough but as far as pulling the plug on that with the information we had at that time, there was really no other decision to make. Right. And, and I would say the same going into uh, the spring, uh, you know, the, the information still uh, pointed to, you don't need to expose people. Uh, right. Uh, so, right. So although those were heart wrenching decisions, there, there's really wasn't much of a decision to make based on, what we knew right now as we plan to go forward this is this is the really tough part as as we try to determine do we have activities in the fall uh Mm. what you know what what's that going to look like if you do have them are you are you going to require mask of of players are you going to require mask of of fans uh how do you social distance in a football game uh those type of decisions are what's really tough. And, and, and so we are in that daily stage of, of gathering as much information as we possibly can. And, and as you know, with this, with this situation, uh, the, situa- the, the information is so different based right. on who you listen to. Yes. You know, we, uh, you know, we're, we're committed to getting all the information we can from the health care experts, but their opinions vary uh, right. in, in how to deal with this. So that's what makes this situation so tough. It's a, yeah. it, it, it's a, it's a scenario where there, no one has a blueprint. We haven't been here before. So there's, there's no template to, to right. look this thing. And, and, and uh, yeah, so that's it. It's, it's so difficult, you know, one of the reasons I'm not a lawyer, you know, even though I've got my law degree and have passed the Oklahoma bar exam is because I did not want to get into the business of making life and death decisions, you know, whether that was criminal activity or civil cases with insurmountable amounts of money. Right. But in a way that that's what we're doing now. And so what do you say to those out here who who pose the question why are we even thinking about playing well that and that that's a really good question and and uh the the response that i would give to people is uh 
one of the things that we learned when we shut down in mid-March is how important uh, activities and especially school-based activities, how important they are to uh, uh, to to people in general, especially students. Uh, it was amazing some of the testimonials we were getting mm-hmm. from parents and kids when they were shut down of how much they missed that being around their, their teammates. Uh, right. and a lot of those stories centered around kids that missed that interaction with that coach who served as their parent, you know, so mm. to speak. Uh, and and just the opportunity to participate in activities, uh, you know, I tell people if we didn't gain anything else from this, we did gain uh, the realization of how important these activities are. And it's not. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, it. I, I think it, it may have been something that we needed because we have so gotten wrapped up into it's all about me. <laughs> that right. this thing makes us step back and see just how the value of participation the value of participation mm-hmm. uh, it, it, and that's what somebody was asking me the other day like you know what's lost in all this is if we can't um you know if we're barely thinking about getting a season off the ground how can we think about naming a champion and my my thing was, were those kids who participated in winter sports not better off for, for having a season, although they didn't get to finish it? Yeah. And I think to a man, each of them would say, yes, they, they, they enjoyed the camaraderie, the character that was developed, the, the health and wellness, um, the ability to just play and, and get away from, you know, other things that are more weighty. Um, and so there, there's so many benefits. And, and I think to people who are out there who are, who are saying that, because you're starting to hear a lot of pundits say, why are we even thinking about playing? Well, first, we have to realize that anyone who's participating has self-selected to participate. Yeah. You know, this isn't a requirement. Uh, if you want 100 percent assuredness that that you're not going to come in contact with COVID-19, there, there are options to stay home and be away from people, continue to get your education and not participate. And that's all well and good. And some people need to make that decision. But for others who feel like the 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 juice is worth the squeeze, so to speak, yeah. as far as, yeah. um, you know, there's a risk, they know it's out there, but at the same time, the benefits for them outweigh the risk. I think we have the responsibility to design something uh, which allows them to participate, but stay safe. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what you guys are trying to do. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. And you, and you, and you stated that so well uh, in that we, we, we feel like we have an obligation as the, the activities leaders of the state to at least design a plan. But what's important about what you said is at that point, then, you as a parent, as a student, makes the choice on whether you're going to engage in that or not. So, right, to provide the opportunity, if if possible, and and with some guidelines to help you stay safe. We 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 understand that and that, but uh, as always, participation in activities is always a choice, uh, right, and. Uh, uh, you, you and know. you know, there, the other thing is that, 
we were really fortunate in a lot of ways to not have felt the effects of the first shutdown uh, financially, you know, in a fiscal manner. But uh, another shutdown uh, will likely have some more draconian uh, pecuniary um, repercussions. And now you're talking about affecting people's lives on another level. Absolutely. Where, you know, you have uh, coaches at all levels who who are being let go. You know, you have uh, administrators who are being let go. You have schools who are ending sports programs who honestly will, will probably never bring them back. And when you talk about that effect on people, on mass amounts of people, uh, students of those families, um, that that is a that is effect. You know, obviously nothing in in, in comparison to life or death. But again, uh, people who are who are self selecting to be in this um, are are saying the the benefits outweigh the costs. And so again. I think we have to, we, like you said, we have an obligation to really look at this thing from a from a a, a comprehensive uh, context. You know, you're you're ex- you're exactly right. Um, you know, it's not a since uh, probably around the first of June, there hasn't been many days that I haven't gotten a call from an administrator saying, "Tell me if we're going to have activities or not." Personnel decisions. Right. And, you know, and that, man, that, that, that's when it gets real. When you, right. when you hear things like that and, and uh, you're talking about the livelihoods of people being, being impacted, uh, we've got to do everything we can, again, based on good information. But right. I, I feel like we have at least got to provide the, op- the safest opportunity we can uh, for our kids and, uh, and then let, let uh let let the parents make that choice you know i was uh uh gaining some information from uh uh some people at the uh, american academy of pd uh who who's been watching this and, and studying uh you know the age groups that are being impacted by covid the most and their their conclusion and their conversations with me is uh where numbers are still uh, increasing, the, the number of positive cases, our age group is still uh, showing the most resilient Resilient. group of even even the ones that are being impacted. uh, This is not impacting them health wise as it would some, some other groups. So what, what they were concluding with me was something that you said earlier, the, the, the risk of of getting sick from COVID doesn't outweigh what those students would gain by participating in activities. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they 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 feel like that. Uh, you know, you know. Now they they'll, they'll admit. You know, we're not gonna we're not gonna publish that and, and, and say that publicly because you get one death. Uh, in mm-hmm. that age group, and and now we're 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 in we're in a bind. But right. but uh, the the point they were trying to make was um, the what the students will miss by not participating uh, 
is it could be a lot more serious. Exactly. Than what they would face in, in contracting the COVID virus. Right. Well, let's talk about what's next. Okay. So what factors will most heavily affect your decision making going forward? With that being said, is it is it, you know, to have fans or not to have fans? Is it PPE? Is it missed games? Is it politics, as you just mentioned? What factors are most heavily driving your decisions and the decisions of your staff? Well, with that, without a doubt, is the information that we're gaining that that will tell us whether or not we can conduct that activity relatively safe manner. You know, we 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 had to get away from uh, can we can we conduct an activity and 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 tell parents that your kid's not going to get sick because that's there's no way to guarantee that. But can we do this in can can we go forward with football and softball and all these activities that are fixing to get underway uh, in a relatively safe manner. And of course that's going to vary by activity because some are more conducive to social distancing and, and uh, than others, but uh, what's, what's going to guide us and what has up to this point. And because our decision at this point is we're, we're going to go forward as scheduled <clears throat> and right. And of course, we we base that on uh, what we have heard from uh, we we've got some some people that we've been in contact with at the CDC, uh, at the state health department, uh, the uh, the point people at uh, at OU Medicine uh, down at, at Oklahoma State. Uh, we've got some some medical people, so we're we're taking all of that information. Uh, trying to de- devise some guidelines that we're going to get out to the schools to use in each of those um, activities to stay safe. And, and, uh, and based on their information and the guidelines that they're helping us to develop, we think we can go forward uh, at least as of today with the information we have today, we think we can go forward and, and, um, and conduct our activities. Now, again, football, which is what some of the health experts will, will deem a high risk activity mm-hmm. in, in terms of contracting the virus. Um, mm-hmm. There's lots of contact, lot, lot, lots of contact. And, and so we're, we're looking at it. it, it football certainly not going to look like football has looked in the past because there's going to be delays and, 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 cleansing and and mm. and doing and doing lots of other things to to stay safe uh but being that high risk contact sport it's it's the scary one for sure mm. and and so uh, i don't know that we can devise a plan that that's going to be um uh that's going to guarantee people uh great safety unless we mask face mask on uh on football players which is right. not going to be a good idea but at that point we may lose a lot of football kids in Oklahoma when their parents uh say they're not willing to take that risk and we get that we absolutely get that right but again i would tell you that 
based on the information that, that we're dealing with, um, the, the risk of contracting COVID in, in our age groups is, is a lot less than, than it is in others. So, so we're, we're thinking at this point, uh, again, Jason, I'm talking about as of today, uh, right. yeah. <laughs> we might go forward. That information may change tomorrow. Right. Well, listen, you said guidelines, and I think that's such an important word that often gets glossed over because there's been such a hesitancy amongst leaders everywhere, and rightfully so, because this is an unprecedented situation in a lot of on a lot of levels. But there's been this hesitancy to not cross over and not uh, kind of get into uh, out of your jurisdiction and uh promulgate rules that that maybe either you don't have the ability to or the right to or maybe uh rules that involve you in unwanted liability uh and things of that nature and so just talk a little bit about what you feel uh you can decide and what you can't decide i mean obviously you you probably can't decide to shut down a school but can you decide to shut down a particular game when you when you guys get knowledge of, you know, a certain number of cases, uh, things like fans? Are you guys going to decide how many fans can go to a game, even though, you know, those aren't particularly OSSA, uh, yeah. you know, events you know, or, or they're not playoff events? Uh, mm-hmm. Force purchase. Can you can you guys force schools to purchase PPE and different guidelines like that? Can you guys restrict travel? You know, there's so much that goes into uh, guidelines and, and and what you can do and what you can't do. How do you feel about all that? No, that that's that's a really good point, and especially as we get ready to 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 start our seasons. As you mentioned, uh, we we want we've got an obligation to to produce guidelines to stay safe you know uh use use um mask uh in practices uh social distance uh clean your equipment we can we can uh produce those guidelines it's still left up to the individual school district as to what they feel is the best manner to to keep their kids safe because as, as rampant as covid is in our state it's different. It looks different in different parts of the state. Exactly. Uh, and and so uh, those individual school districts need to have that ability to to best keep their uh, keep their kids safe. Where we are are going to step in and 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 provide some some rules and policies. Uh, say uh, school A uh, is ready to play that football game and school B has their, their school district has shut them down because they've been, um, they've been impacted greatly uh, by, by several kids that, that, that has contracted the virus. Then we can step in depending on whether that's a, a district football game for instance or non-district game we're going to write policies on how to handle that because Mm -hmm. it's going to it it may or may or may not impact the playoff scenario so those are the those are the type situations we're going to step in and and provide some some absolute 
uh, rule guide and hard thing. hard and, line uh, rules. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, and 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 you know, I, I would say that that's no different than than what's always gone on. The difference is uh the the choices are more weighty now but there's always been uh uh ability um for for schools or whoever individuals uh organizations to make their own rules uh or or i would say to choose to follow or not follow guidelines mm -hmm. generally we've just always followed the guidelines because it's been what's best but we we've kind of turned uh, we've kind of deactivated uh, that thought process as leaders of, okay, here are the rules coming from on high. Now, is that what works best for my organization? Um, but we are getting into that where even though rules come down, you're going to have to figure out if that works for your particular locale, your particular industry, your particular set of personnel, staff, and students. Uh, and so we can't we can no longer deactivate that that thought process. We have to toggle that on switch and say, OK, I, I have to be intentional and apply these guidelines and, and which ones make sense and which ones don't. And we, we've been fortunate to not have to think like that. But that's always <laughs> been there. It, you're absolutely right, Jason. And, and and, you know, there are there are some leaders who. <clears throat> will will take that and and knowing that they've got a lot on their shoulders they'll they'll take it and and they'll they'll manage it there are there are some that they don't want that decision making mm -hmm. <laughs> they they mm -hmm. would they would rather uh what comes down from the top to be absolute so that it takes decision making out of their hands exactly exactly yeah, the intentionality is going to be so huge. Well, last thing I want to ask you about. So we, we've had so much social unrest and rightfully so. Uh, as a black man, I, I, I assume you're probably the first uh, executive director of the OSSA uh, black um, man who, who's ha held that title. So many people, so many uh, factions are wanting everyone to choose a side or make their allegiance known or what have you. Um, it, have you guys had those discussions in, with, amongst your staff, uh, whether it be um, a statement or, or what's been you guys' decision making as, as the, as the uh, Black Lives Matter movement has been, sir? Well, we've absolutely had those um, uh, conversations. And, and, we've, and then in turn, we've had conversations with other leadership groups in the state, uh, the, the school board association, COSA, you know, the administrators groups. And, and from, because we've had those conversations because we would like to kind of join forces uh, with those groups and, and present uh, a common statement that, that uh, used uh, throughout our state um, be, because here, here, here's what personally, as as leader of the OSSAA, this presents a huge education opportunity for us. Exactly, and, and, and I don't want it to be lost. You know, a lot of times these things, uh, they'll 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 come up, 
Jason and give it two or three weeks and we we push it back under the rug and, and we right. life goes on. Yes. Don't want that to happen. We have got to keep this educational opportunity out in front of us always. Right. And, and 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 it starts with with us as leaders. I I, I truly believe absolutely. And, right. and and so what what we're going to do from an uh, OSSA position is, is we're going to work with our to uh, uh, spend some time and 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 hopefully get the, the Oklahoma Coaches Association to on board with us to. Uh, Develop some uh, some some things that that their coaches can use, uh, but we've got to engage the administrators. You know, we, we want reason we involve COSA in in our discussions is uh, it, it's it's one thing to to challenge the coaches to uh, to do some things to, to educate, but they need to be accountable to somebody. So we're going to, we're going to try to engage the administrators to hold their coaches accountable. Right. And, and we're engaging the school board association uh, so that those school boards can hold their administrators accountable. This is something that we can't just sweep under the rug in two or three weeks when, when some of these things die down. Um, uh, I, you know, we, uh, we, we absolutely don't want, you know, some of the uh, negative things that, that come with movements like that. And, and we don't want people to, because as, as you know, and you, and you saw in the news, uh, a lot of times uh, protests, it only takes one or two knuckleheads and you lose the mm. whole message uh, right. of, of what that's about. Uh, so we are trying to uh, develop some things. And again, they have to be in the in the form of guidelines and some and 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 uh, some some things like that. We can't mandate you to to exactly. go and and but but we're certainly we certainly can produce some some suggestions, some guidelines uh, for you to do to to help create that environment, that culture that apparently we don't have right now, where where people are understanding each other. Right can produce those things and we can keep them out in front of you constantly and not right. just uh, do it for, you know, like a, a, a black awareness week and, and then we're done with it. Uh, we've right. got to constantly uh, keep uh, this issue out in front uh, uh, of our, of our schools, because this is, this is a huge opportunity for us to, to educate yeah. people. And, and, and we're going to do our best to, um, uh, to to do that to keep things out in front, we're working with our officials again, our coaches, our administrators, and yeah. Um, if we can, and I like what you said that, that, that juxtaposing it at, or putting it in the context of a learning opportunity, because just like you said with the COVID nineteen crisis, crises arise for a reason often, mm -hmm. and 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 although they are difficult, they they are opportunities to get better. And so these things pop up because something's not right, whatever that not right may be. Yeah. But they they also give you opportunities to focus, to to strip all the 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 excess ancillary things away and really focus on what matters. And at the end of the day, 
uh, relationships matters, caring for others matters, That's empathy it. matters. And, and, and those things are fundamental to the human race, Absolutely. you know, and, and, and like you said earlier, uh, in reference to COVID-19, there, there are some core principles that we can take away that are that hopefully don't get um, disguised or politicized through all the, the other rhetoric. But when we boil it down to, to the most elemental state, there, there are just some 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 great takeaways that we can teach not only kids but but ourselves that's right that's that, that's so true uh that's so true and, and you know we uh we have a great relationship with the fellowship of christian athletes who who is can also help us because they're in so many schools and and so we're we're gonna uh partner with them as well but but you're right it this this is and just about Black Lives Matter. This is uh, this is about human relationships uh, for right. anyone, right? And uh, and and we uh, uh, again, just just like just like you said, where where COVID uh, created some opportunities for us to to go be better, even when there's a vaccine for COVID and, and it's not the, the, the talk of the day, there are still some things we're going to put in place in, in regards to cleanliness and, and right. that, right. that, that we're going to learn from COVID. Well, the same thing with, with these social issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some things that, that work, we can learn from what's happening right now that we can use for the rest of our lives. And that's uh, right. Yep. Yep. I'd encourage leaders out there to, you know, continue, continue to wade through the muck and, and get to that, that thing that's going to make a difference for somebody get to that lesson. You know, we, that there's no losses, just lessons. And we've got to find the lessons in this. They're, they're out there for us. But right. last thing I want to do is at the end of each episode, I like to really peel back the curtain and find out what makes leaders tick. Uh, and I'm talking about the spiritual, mental, and physical uh, side of things because I think it gives us a takeaway for others to follow. Uh, we talk about systems. We we look at leaders, and there's so much mystique. But really, when you peel back the cur- curtain, we're all people. And so I want to know what kind of helps you prepare. What? Tell me about what are some of the best books you you've recently read? Well, I, I tell you, I. Um... You 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 kind of alluded to it uh, earlier. I, Jason, am am someone who uh, I, I can tell you I have done I have accomplished nothing uh, on on my own, and it's only by the grace of God that I'm even here and and in this position. And I recognize that, mm-hmm. and I uh, so I, I I have to give him all the glory. Uh, I, David Jackson has tried to mess it up, often, <laughs> but, but, but God's grace has still uh, allowed me to, to overcome some of those bonehead decisions that, that, mm-hmm. that I've made. Uh, and, uh, and, and so in, in recognizing that I just, well, I, I try to, I, I try to stay humble. I, I try to, uh, be uh that that person that 
that, that people can 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 come to for uh, honest and, and open dialogue. Um, I I'm not I'm not where I want to be in my um, in my walk with Christ, and uh, but I think the the most important thing that I can do is is stay in the Word, uh, and I try to do so, that on a daily basis. So um, that's the book. That's that, you, that, when that's, we ask the book, you you it's the good book. That that's it. <laughs> that, that's it. And and then uh, and 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 I try to follow that up with with fellowship with people who can make me better. Um, well, I that's spent, another one of our questions. What, what are some social groups that inspire you? Well, I, I'm, I'm part of a, a, a really strong church who has, uh, we've got a, a, a strong men's uh, fellowship. Uh, it's, it's our own little promise keepers groups. And, and it's a men's group, Jason, that, that, I mean, we get real with each other and we hold each other accountable. Uh, we we've got a group of people who's not afraid to say, "Hey, look, David, I I notice where you 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 might be stepping off into something you you need, right. you need to think about," and 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 I love that because I it, it keeps me accountable. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and we also have uh, my wife and I are part of a it's it's a couples group uh, mm-hmm. that that pretty much serves the same purpose uh mm. we, we can come in and we can get real with each other and we can hold each other accountable but i i gain so much from experience yeah. some things uh similar to what i have uh some some people that i can that i can learn from and and I, and I tell you i just celebrated uh two days ago my mother's 96th birthday a real, wow. she's a wise woman, and, and <laughs> early on, uh, she she would enforce uh, with all of us. I am the eleventh of twelve kids, and wow. and she has always reinforced with all of us that if you want to be better, uh, smarter, uh, hang around people who are better and smarter than you, <laughs> and right. try to look for those. Well, and I think it's a key to what you said earlier when humility is so hard to come by it has to be practiced mm-hmm. and often as leaders there's no one telling us what to do yeah. and so you get out of the mode of of accountability you get into the mindset of you know my decision if i think it it must be right and so for leaders out there if you're not in a social group that includes some component of accountability i don't care if it's a workout group i don't care if it's you know similar to your promise keepers group or a financial accountability whatever it may be that's an exercise and a practice that is so important for leaders it's boy that's so true jason it it is and and you're right we we can we can get to a point in leadership where we think we've arrived and and uh and and what i what i do and say is 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 it but Mm. man there are always always ways in which we can learn and get better and uh well and a lot of um people don't have a lot of leaders don't have the opportunity to take off that leadership hat because like you said there is such a predilection for people to not want to make decisions so there I, i know a lot of leaders like i would love to make less decisions but people 
uh, want you to make those decisions. Yeah. And when you say something, they're taking it as as gospel and going forward with it. And so a lot of leaders never get the exercise of somebody else telling them, hey, have you thought about this? Yeah. Hey, have you have you checked that box today? Have you, did you did you read that book like we talked about? You know, and yeah. so yeah. that's so important. But I want to talk about the physical side now. So when you get into uh, working out, what, what's your most engaging workout that gets you going? I tell you what, I, uh, uh, I have to admit that, uh, I, I was a workout fanatic, uh, lifting and running and I, I enjoyed lifting a lot. And, and since, uh, the COVID thing occurred in March, I haven't touched a weight, uh, you know, <laughs> even though my gym has opened back up, you know, I'm still hesitant to, <laughs> to go back to the gym. Uh, uh, I'm still running some, which, That's good. Which, which certainly helps. And it does. And you're exactly right. Uh, we we get as as leaders, uh, we get hit in, in, in so many uh, with decisions that we have to make. Spend a lot of time. Uh, doing research and 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 just uh, don't have that. If if we're not careful, we need to release some of all of that. Yes, uh, yes, physically. you gotta have release. And 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 for me, working out uh, and and running has been, of course, and again, right now it's just the running. But uh, I've even uh, my my wife and I have have taken up uh, bike riding. Uh, yes um, to, love to get on my yeah. well i tell you what everybody out there that that's quarantining or doing different things and staying away from the gym because i think that uh on a physical level the 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 weights are key you've got to have them mm -hmm. but there are bands if you get these bands and they're the multicolored bands but that's not the one i like to use those from some workout but if you just get the one color band like the uh, gray or black or all blue. And it's pretty, it's a thicker band. Right. And I've literally, you can do every workout with, I don't, every strength training workout, whether it's shoulders, back, chest, legs. And there are a lot of workouts you can get on YouTube band workouts, uh, but those will help you plug back into that strength training side. That is a great idea. Cause I have missed that. You know, it's, I was, I was to the point where, uh, you know, I would, I would miss a workout. It was like missing brushing my teeth or something. Yeah, exactly. It had just become a part of me. So that's a, that's a great idea that I'm going to look into is, is doing the band, uh, the band workouts because it, yeah. uh, uh, well, it, it keeps you from having to buy a whole weight room, you know, and it can go wherever I've even gotten where I take them on vacations now. Cause you never know what the workout uh, facility is going to look like, but yeah, they've really been helpful for me. Good deal. Well, I appreciate that. Well, our last question, Mr. Jackson, is what does your reflection time look like? Obviously, we talked about releasing uh, and, and releasing that mind is such an important part of that. What does what your reflection time look like? I, I tell you, I, uh, I try to, to, to spend a lot of time, uh, uh, again, just <clears throat> being thankful uh, of of the opportunities that I have, you know, even, uh, a, a lot of times, uh, and, and generally, you know, my, my mornings are my best time just when I, when I, mm. when I can get alone and have my, my quiet time and, and, uh, and, and do, and do my re reflection and without distractions. And, and, and I tell you, it always leads to 
me being thankful, even in the mm. I'm, you know, I'm burdened with decisions to make, and and man, I am thankful that I get to be in that position to make uh, those decisions, and 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 it leads me to, you know, am I making decisions that are going to help people? Uh, right. uh, e even if it <laughs> somewhere down the line, I hope that that no can lead to a benefit. Somewhere. Right. So I uh, do. I do spend a lot of time to to get myself centered again, because as you know, in our business, when you're pulled many different directions, uh, that time to to get to put it all in perspective uh and would you would you frame it as a more is it a morning meditation is it prayer is it all the above it's all, it's all quiet above. time it's it's all the above in, in a quiet time of reading reading my scripture uh spending spending time in prayer and just uh thinking about uh what what's what's in the past, what can I what can I learn from yesterday, and how can I apply it to what's going to face me today? And and uh, but more than anything else, uh, spending time uh, asking for guidance and wisdom. Well, that's awesome. There's nothing more you can do, and you know I encourage leaders. We've always encouraged leaders to do that, but getting up early is going to be so important just to give you some time to yourself because. Guys, that you we can already see it coming down the pike. I mean, we're we're it's going to be some late nights. It's going to be some mm -hmm. some difficult decisions, and being on a solid ground is going to be more important than ever. And so, I want to thank everybody for listening, Mr. Jackson. As always, I want to thank you for your time today. It was yeah. solid gold what you gave us, and we appreciate you. Well, thank you for having me, Jason. Definitely, and God bless you in your in your future decision making. Um, and everybody listening. So for all our leaders out there, go out there and be your best. Hey guys, if you'd like to connect with me to answer any questions or if I can help you in any way, shoot me a line at jlpengages at gmail.com. As always, rating the podcast helps others find us easier. So we appreciate if you can do that as well. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Now go out and be your best.